0: On this episode of Hit The Deck! How is the NHL
1: passing their off time? By making all of us students of the game. The NHL and the NHLPA have teamed up with the website is EverFi. They offer these free programs for students to check out and have fun as well. So they integrate the great game of hockey into learning with the science, technology, engineering, math. And it's a tough time to be a hockey player. But won't someone think of the poor celebrities? The rug has been pulled out on all tournaments in 2020. The uh, ISBHL said that it's too dangerous and we don't want to spread any disease. We want to make sure everybody's okay and there are bigger problems. So let's just pull the plug on it.
0: We're all going through the same thing. My butler can only come in three days a week. What kind of animal lives like that?
1: We'll get through this. Be strong.
0: All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 170 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And here we are again with you another week, another edition of Hit the Deck, another opportunity to tell you all about the deck hockey stuff that you want to hear. All the deck hockey stuff that you want slap shotted right into your ear hole. We shoot. We usually ring it right off the post. But we're, we're doing our best. We're giving it our Clang. all here. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, well, I have a sound effect for that. I had a sound effect for that. I think it's gone. It. Oh, well. And it's not there. It went ping. So just imagine I press the button and it went ping. So... Yeah, that's what we're doing. Who are we? Who are we that that is that is subjecting you to this already? So, so we've all just gotten here and it's already gone off the rails. I'm so sorry. Anyway, who who may I ask? Who may you? I mean, I know I don't have to ask. I'm going to tell you. Let's go right into tonight's starting lineup and for tonight's starting lineup in in goal. Someday, eventually, once more, I have to believe in my heart of hearts that it will happen. I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my steadfast, earnest,
1: stalwart co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazy. How you doing, pal? Bored out of my skull, but grateful I am healthy and alive. How about you?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I also can't complain about being healthy and alive. That That's pretty good. I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm
1: managing as well as any of us, I guess. At least the good thing is there are a lot of great podcasts out there, so I'm enjoying listening to and, and checking out the other worlds of uh, other podcasts and the generosity of other podcasts, mm-hmm. too, with the... A whole kind of subculture, if you will, and uh, the willingness to share each other's podcasts and listen in and all that. So I'm appreciating that very much. So that's been a wonderful gift to catch up on over the last few weeks. Any specific recommendations for people who aren't us? Um, That aren't us? I confess I don't know names specifically, uh-huh. but just from genres You know, obviously other science fiction podcasts, for example, like Vintage Picard. Or uh, this I very said podcast. Us, I, I understand. I understand. But uh, there are other, uh, you know, specific—not just Star Trek podcasts, but sci-fi podcasts, which I enjoy. Other hockey podcasts too, and and the pros as well. Even NHL—they have their uh, NHL at home and all that great stuff. So there is just a plethora of uh, choices out there, and it's really wonderful to learn and listen and be entertained and not have to worry about running out of uh, things to keep you distracted. Just out of curiosity,
0: when you say the pros, do you mean professionals, streetwalkers, or people that
1: are really into poetry and verse? Pros in that uh, they have the uh, paychecks and the capabilities of uh, actually broadcasting, and then they decide to step in on us podcasters and, and kind of push us out of the way too. So like the Rogans of the world, if you will. I see. I see. Yeah. People who got
0: famous for something else and now people listen to them regularly because they were once famous for something else.
1: Yeah. And it's not like they have enough attention too. they have to go in and, and, and clog up the, the podcast space where as uh, I enjoy listening to people like we are that just do it for the passion and the fun and the pure entertainment of it as opposed to looking to sell some silly product or whatever the case is.
0: All right. Well, that's fine. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and, and and slag off on podcasters. That's not what this podcast is for. This podcast is for der hockey stuff. Yeah, der hockey stuff. Specifically ball hockey. Der hockey ballen stufen. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, okay. Expect more of that kind of nonsense. I really—I told James just before we started. I have no idea what this podcast is going to sound like by the end. I am, my brain is in a completely weird place. So you're just going to have to expect the unexpected here
1: on this on this particular edition of Hit the Deck. But American Rhino, the goalie that you are, and, and since you did bring up the uh, the Swedish chef, I'm just curious: Would you trust him in goal with the way he flails his arms? I don't think rebounds would would be helpful. Does he get
0: to keep, like, the pans and rolling pins and stuff as well that he, he generally is holding in those
1: hands? Well, I was, I mean, I was thinking you'd have to trade it in for a catcher and, and a blocker. And, oh, and like a, a stick, legitimate,
0: but... legitimate gear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I i don't think I would. Uh, he's, he's far too unstable. He, you know, he's as likely to, like, get distracted by a pigeon flying by and just walk over and start... <laughs> Flying in the shoe behind the pigeon,
1: you know, just like it. So shoot low on him, right? Because he's probably good with keeping the corners tight with his flailing arms, but he probably. Well, I've got to figure ball. he only exists from the waist up anyway, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: he probably doesn't have much in the way of leg pads to work with. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I would not recommend the Swedish chef and If we do, if we ever do a fantasy draft part two, I will not draft Swedish chef for my goalie.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't trust him as a forward either or a defenseman because you get called for high sticking every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, in his defense, somebody else is controlling his arms. So fair enough. He's literally not in control of his own limbs. (laughs) I play like that, too. Yeah. James, enough of yeah. this foolishness. Let's go on to different foolishness, specifically National Hockey League foolishness, because, dear listener, I'm sure if you are like us that you have been missing sports. You've been missing the ability to play. You've been missing the ability to watch. You've been missing the ability to immerse yourself in in the joy that is sport and specifically hockey if you are listening to this podcast you're probably a hockey fan of some stripe and uh the as we know the biggest game in town is the nhl where they play on that that slick frozen water surface that uh, you know we ball hockey fans know very little about but you know they're somewhat more well known than your average ball hockey team so I guess we have to give them their due. Anyway, so, James, I have some news to report about the current uh, plans, the current schemes, the current uh, propositions that are supposedly being bandied about in the NHL about a potential reopen and restart to hockey. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Obviously, this only applies to the NHL not all hockey everywhere and obviously until something is officially announced we won't know if this is in fact going to be the plan so with those caveats out of the way i have hot off the presses it was just reported i saw it in the CBS app the CBS Sports app i should specify and uh i you know I, i'm not sure exactly what their sources are internally to the NHL i know that the basis of this was a memo that was reportedly just circulated to NHL players informing them that they should uh, hopefully start preparing for a possible restart of hockey activity in mid to late May. Now, it's important to note, one, that's by no means set in stone, And two, hockey activity in this case does not mean restarting games. It means restarting a training camp in mid to late May. And Bettman reportedly has said that they expect that they would need at least three weeks of training camp before they could resume competitive gameplay. So they are very tentatively, supposedly, eyeing a restart to competitive games somewhere in mid to late June. So we could see a return to NHL action in mid to late June. Now, what would that return to action look like? Well, we don't know for sure because, again, nothing has been confirmed. The only official statement that the NHL has released on this topic so far has essentially been we have no comment at this time. We're still monitoring the situation and adhering to the guidelines set by blah, blah, blah. However, supposedly internally, what they are discussing is a format that would see basically each of the four divisions playing in their own arena. Basically there would be one city and presumably one arena devoted to each division of the NHL. Right. And so, so you've got your metropolitan division division, teams would all play each other exclusively play each other in games in one arena like and and uh as reported on on i believe last week's episode of hit the deck from a previous speculative report or or leaked rumored report the nhl was considering that in such a case they would basically have to run games all day back to back to back in order to get everything in. So now what the actual format of play that we could expect if this news report is accurate, the actual format of play that we could potentially expect is they want to let each team play out their, their season, basically finish out their scheduled games. And each team had like 10 to 12 games left on their schedule on the average so they they would do that, and then they're also supposedly looking at a very what I would term controversial playoff format for the uh, th- this this very very strange situation in which we find ourselves. Now here's where it gets a little confusing because the article said that they are looking to adopt a abbreviated or at least radically altered playoff format however their definition of abbreviated seems to be adding an extra round to the playoffs because in this potential format 24 teams would make the playoffs huh yes why finish the season then so yeah it's dumb but Again, this is not confirmed. This is not definite. This is just something that is reportedly being discussed as something that that they are considering opening as the plan. However, under this plan, the three and four and five and six seeds would play each other in the opening round of the playoffs in a best of three series. And the one and two seed teams would play each other for the right to be called the division champion. Okay. And then I I guess the presumably the, this is where it gets weird. Like uh, they didn't go into specifics about how the teams would be reseeded after that, whether it would just go, go to your default best of seven. Right.
1: Right. Right. right.
0: But I, I don't, why? Like, If you're going to finish out the regular season anyway, and you want to
1: speed this thing up, why are you adding an extra round? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I was thinking about, and they've had plenty of time to think about this too is that the NHL postseason is so rigorous and it's it's mentally draining, it's physically draining. It's just absolutely exhausting to watch. I can't even imagine what it's like to play in. Mm-hmm. Now, if you make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, that means four rounds of seven-game series apiece. Right. And that also includes potential overtime games that have no limit. You just you keep playing 20-minute periods until somebody wins. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's, it's brutal. And exhausting. I agree. Okay, if you're going to do that, I'm fine with that because you also still have the problem of uh, season ticket holders and and people have bought regular season games too. Well, they're going to be needed to be refunded anyway. Yeah,
0: I mean, th- these presumably these games will be played in front of no crowd, right? Right. No, you right, know, right. I don't think they would let anybody in for these games.
1: Right. So I wouldn't have a problem with things being the way that they are. That forget about playing the rest of the regular season and and. You know, that's not fair to guys like Ovechkin, for example, that are going for statistical records and stuff Mm. like that. So if you're going to do that, exactly. Okay, just get rid of the regular season and then just do the seeding as if the teams that, you know, if the playoffs started today, then the playoffs start today. You know, whoever's seeded there, because you're still going to, if you're going to do the full postseason, then that's going to be two months. Yeah. And now I I understand the NHL has the, the shortest off period anyway, once the Stanley cup finals are over and then the next season begins and next year's, uh, training camp begins. It's, it's a, it's only like a couple of months. It's very, very short. Well, what I would
0: speculate again, this is just my speculation based on the article and kind of reading between the lines and, you know, filling in blanks, but They said they wanted to make an abbreviated playoffs. And if everybody is is playing in the same place, you don't need to worry about travel. They may try to eliminate off days between games or at least minimize off days between games. Gotcha. So, you know, instead of, you know, playing uh, a game on Monday and a game on Wednesday and then two days off. And then a game on Saturday and a game on Monday and then two days off. And you know what I mean? Instead of doing that, it may be like game, game, off day, game, game, off day, game. Like, you know, they could condense it, which would be brutal on the players. I, I can't imagine what that kind of like. I don't even know if the Players Association would sign off on something like that because you just you just said it yourself how rigorous the existing four rounds of the NHL playoffs are and and how much of a toll physically it takes on the players. I can't imagine if you eliminate off days and and condense it in that way. But I, I don't know. I know they're desperate and who knows what they'd be willing to accept at this point.
1: Yeah, or if you just throw up your hands and just say, okay, there's going to be an asterisk next to what's ever going to happen this year anyway, and just do kind of like an Olympic schedule if mm. you can. Just a two-week tournament type round robin whatever, yeah. um, and then figure it out from there. I don't know. I'm glad we don't have to make this decision because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be upset no matter what they do. But that's an excellent point too. You have the, uh, the players association to deal with because these are human beings. This, is, this isn't fantasy. This isn't the video games. This is the real deal.
0: Yeah. The other consideration is you mentioned overtime games before. If these games are going to be scheduled back to back to back to back to back yeah. every day, then they're not going to have the luxury of overtime. They may have to decide playoff games
1: in a shootout. Great point. And that's one of the things for another sport that I hate about the World Cup is that uh, they, they go out to a shootout and that's just no determination of something that of that magnitude and importance. But I guess in this case maybe they'd have to be that exception. You're right. They they have to they play with a clock anyway, so it's not baseball and uh you you got to you got to get the games in. So again, glad we're not making the decision and uh they're, they're going to make a lot of people angry no matter what they do, but if they could try their best to make it as fair and as reasonable as possible, God bless. I don't have the answers and I just feel bad for anybody who has to make this decision because, unfortunately, you're just put in such a tight, unfair position. I will make just a random
0: kind of throwing it out there based on very little but my gut prediction. If they do wind up condensing the playoffs so that they get fewer rest days, I think younger teams are going to have a real advantage over teams with a lot of veterans. I mean, obviously, there's some variance there based on conditioning and who can go. But I think by and large, your younger players are going to be able to absorb that kind of condensed schedule easier than your people who have seen some seasons, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the first team that pops in my head with, with being an older team are the Bruins, and they've had such a great regular season, and then you get the Flyers that got so hot out of nowhere. So there's a case right there. And they've been off for so long, too, that once they get going, who knows who's going to be hot and who's not. So it's it's just unfair right off the bat, but you're right. that That's an excellent point, that the younger blood would probably have the advantage. Well, we'll
0: see what happens. Obviously, as we've said, none of this is official none of this is confirmed none of this is set in stone in any way shape or form this is just based on a news article that i just read and it is all subject to change and who knows you know we don't even know if it's going to be safe to play games in a month like or or two months or whatever there's still so many question marks Places are starting to reopen. We don't know if they're going to be able to stay open or if things are going to balloon based on that. Like this is just this is just food for thought at this point. So we wanted to keep you informed because for all of our nonsense, we do try and keep you informed as best we can about important things like that. However, please take it with all the salt that you feel you need to uh, to take it with.
1: Actually, yeah, too. I'm just curious because in all seriousness, we have really good friends. If you haven't heard the last uh, edition of Hit the Deck, please do and ch- check out Lou Harverton and the CSHL. But um, Lou and, and Kevin Frost of the uh, RSHL, they have great experience with running their tournaments, too. So uh, just listener out there and, and Kevin and Lou and, and Reno and Jeremy and Wayne and all those guys, uh, Commish Suds. Weigh in on it. We'd love to hear your opinions because you do have experience in running tournaments with a lot of teams and a lot of players in a short amount of time. So how would you think the best route for the NHL would be?
0: Yeah, that's a great, great idea. And I mean, it doesn't have to like, yes, we want those kind of expert opinions. But if you are somebody who's not one of them, who's had experience playing in these kind of situations or or, you know, participating in the planning of your own tournament. Yeah, we want to hear from you. We want to regardless. We're not discriminatory here on Hit the Deck. We want to know your opinion, regardless of, of who you are. So please let us know. What, what do you think would be a good format for them to resume under, you know, given the circumstances? Please feel free to email us at hittedeck at gmail.com. Deck is, of course, spelled D-E-K. And you can also tweet at us at hit the deck pod. There's, you know, Facebook and Instagram as well. Hit the deck. Uh, We, 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 we can be got. There is no shortage of ways to reach us. So we would love to hear from you. I feel like I've reached the end of the podcast, James, but we haven't even really started it in earnest. Oh, goodness. We're 20 minutes into this thing. How did this happen? How did this happen, James? Okay. All right. You're asking the wrong guy, unfortunately. Let's, let's. Let's talk ball hockey because that's what we're here for. Or honestly, I it doesn't have like whatever. Let's talk whatever is is we're scheduled to talk about cuz at this point I don't know anything anymore. Just I'm I'm James. I need a minute. So James, can you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast?
1: Yes, sir. Thank
0: you so much.
1: Bright future. The NHL and NHLPA have always gone on the power play for education. Since we have all been benched for weeks, the NHL and NHLPA are assisting teachers and parents with a free online STEM program called Future Goals for the Youngsters. And Shut Down D. That stinking COVID jerk strikes again. We may all be listed as scratches for now, but when the roster fills up again, Number 19 is in our sights, and all you hockey players know what that means. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. In case we don't have any hockey players
0: listening, or in (laughs) case we have someone who isn't a hockey player listening, what, what exactly does that
1: mean? Well, uh, uh, we're not here to um, emphasize or, or promote being a goon or anything like that. But in hockey terms, when you call out a player's number on the opposition, that means that player has a big old target on his back, and your toughest, roughest player is going to go after that guy. <laughs> so uh, I think we're all in agreement that uh, number 19 is most hated for all of the, the damage that it's done. So, COVID you're going down.
0: Yeah. I I uh yeah, I don't I don't think you can drop gloves with a virus, but I'm I I'd love to see it. I don't think there's anyone who would call you for headhunting on that though. I think any referee worth his stripes would look the other way.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> uh So, aim aim for the knees, slew foot, high stick, whatever you got to do. Do you remember
0: we're ranger fans you and i james do you remember that one time when ryan holweg lost his mind (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who don't know to what i refer uh there was a player named ryan holweg who played for the rangers number 44 as i recall and he uh one day i mean he was he was more of a um, let's call uh rough and tumble player than a than a finesse guy And uh, one day, I forget the circumstances exactly, but he done lost his mind, that boy. And he, like, he charged at somebody uh, on the opposing team who had committed some kind of infraction against one of his teammates, I believe. And he basically uh, tomahawk chopped his stick full force at the guy's head. (laughs) Like... It was a problem, and I'm pretty sure he got suspended for a while. Was it like 10 games?
1: Yeah, that, that, that probably sounds right. I don't remember specifically. So
0: don't be Ryan Holick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think I have to tell anybody that, but just don't. Well, what does the American Rhino say after every podcast? Oh, boy. Wow, I hope we have listeners next week after that one. Oh, I'm sorry, you meant at the end of the podcast when we're still recording. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, Well, let's see. I usually try and tie in the topics in Mm -hmm. some way to be something clever that I often miss the mark on. Uh, I play the horn before that. Oh, right. It's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Uh, Of course, if you're playing ice hockey, I guess you have free reign. I, 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 I don't know.
1: It's good advice no matter what. It's good advice for life. I warned you. I'm sorry.
0: I don't okay. like, I'm directionless. I I am completely rudderless in this this
1: particular instance. I apologize. Well, here's a great way to get your mind sharp again. Oh, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's, nice. So uh, I know that they recommend it for uh, the younger generation. I think it's for grade levels, like from kindergarten to uh, 12th grade or 12 year olds. I'm not sure how stem works exactly i'm not a parent by the way are you ta- you you're talking like physically or emotionally uh probably no more so emotionally than than anything else yeah okay cuz if it's like
0: kindergarten through 12 emotionally i think this is right in my wheelhouse
1: gotcha well, actually, what, what they say here for the Future Goals program, it's a STEM curriculum for the middle school and elementary school age students. Mm. And then there's, uh, that's the Hockey Scholar. And then the Healthier Me program is for elementary school age students as well. And that's to give them the tools to make healthy decisions. So that's the range there. Again, I'm not a parent, so I, and I don't remember when I was that age what that uh, elementary school age students are. So what is that like five years old till 12?
0: Yeah. I mean, it depends on, depends on when your birthday is. And if you go to like nursery or whatever, but yeah, it's five is, is around when you start. And then, uh, 14 ish is probably when you start high school. I mean, It depends on like how your your school district is set up, whether there's like a middle school or whether it goes straight from, you know, I don't know where you consider high school starting. For me, high school was freshman year after eighth grade. So that that's around 13, 14.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah, you got it. And for you parents out there and and possibly teachers, too, if you're looking for a free program to pass the time and uh, especially if you're a hockey fan again, the NHL and the NHLPA have teamed up with, the website is EverFi, and we have links to this too, and we will show you how to get there if you want, if you haven't found out about it yet, but they offer these free programs for students to check out and have fun as well, so they integrate the great game of hockey into learning with the science, technology, engineering, math, that's what STEM stands for, if you're not familiar with that, and There's hours of activities that they can go on and and learn through. And again, this is all free. All you need is the uh, internet connection, which I think students are already used to doing as well. And uh, all you wonderful teachers out there too, with the circumstances being the way that they are. So this is just an extra way for the uh, world of hockey to make it a little bit more fun and interesting and get that math skills going and the science skills going and uh, data analytics and, and all that other crazy stuff that uh, could keep the mind sharp and kind of maybe even grow the next Wayne Gretzky, where you could see the plays happen before they do and anticipate where the puck's going to be. Because, believe it or not, uh, physics really do have a lot to do with with the great sport of hockey. And uh, also things like billiards, too. Uh, You know, physics, it's complicated stuff, but if you could put it and interpret it into something that's familiar and fun, like the game of hockey... That just makes learning that much better. And uh, I, th- I think it'll just benefit everybody from it.
0: I agree with everything you just said. I don't want to diminish anything that, that you just said because it's important. And uh, and And yes, I just want to do a quick follow up on what we were talking about a few minutes ago, just for clarification purposes. When people say K through 12, the 12 doesn't refer to their age. It generally refers to the grade level. So K through 12 would be kindergarten through senior year of high school. Thank you, sir. Yeah, sure. And that kind of puts me in mind. This is just a little personal anecdote. I want to just, again, bear with me because it's it, it, this really only affects me and anyone who went to my high school in the last 20, 30 years. When I really started, I've mentioned before on the podcast how I didn't grow up in a hockey family. I came to it on my own. And I remember the rangers won the cup in 1994 and i've mentioned before how my grammar school my elementary school our class trip was to rye playland and the day we went there was like the day before game seven of the 94 stanley cup finals and the rangers practiced at rye playland at the time so they were like there practicing that day and it was kind of a thing. But I wasn't really a Rangers fan yet at that point. I just kind of knew of it. I didn't really get into hockey, which I did on my own, partly because I had friends who were involved in it. And I didn't really start to get into hockey heavily until I started playing hockey video game, uh, NHL 95, I think it was, in my sophomore year of High school, and one of the places where I, I discussed it most frequently with fellow Ranger fans was in my global studies. Uh, I think my global studies class in 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 again sophomore year of high school, and my teacher of that class, Mr. Harrison, was a big sports fan. Uh, I believe it was Mets, Jets, Rangers, and Mr. Harrison just passed away. So, oh man. Uh, He was he was a teacher who was beloved by many. He had a big impact on me, although I wasn't as good a student as I should have been. And I wish I could apologize to him for that because I didn't give the full measure that I was capable of. And that's on me. But that's neither here nor there. So in some way, Mr. Harrison had a significant impact on my sports fandom. So uh, now that he's passed on, I just want to say, Godspeed, Mr. Harrison. Thank you for everything you did for me and so many of the rest of us. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down. It's just the whole STEM thing just kind of brought it to my mind and and I felt like getting it out. I apologize for the, the, the tremendous diversion.
1: No, don't apologize at all. I, I think it, it really works out well with uh, what everybody's going through right now. And that was a beautiful story. And I'm sorry to hear that's such a great man. I mean, You don't get better than that. Mets, Rangers, Jets fan, those people are the salt of the earth. So um, God bless him. He's up in heaven now. So he's knowing how all of the seasons are uh, going to unfold and how the past seasons have unfolded as well. But God bless. And uh, that's wonderful that he's left such a wonderful legacy, too. So it's funny. um, We,
0: We didn't really we didn't watch football like the only sport we watched really in my house growing up was baseball. I got into basketball and hockey on my own. And then I didn't even really start to get into football until I started dating my now wife. Um, so like at the time I had a Raiders jacket, an Oakland Raiders jacket, because I don't know, my mother bought it for me out of a catalog I Maybe she thought that I would think that the logo was cool or something. I, I have no idea. But I would wear that jacket. And one day, Mr. Harrison is like, why are you wearing that jacket? Are you a Raiders fan? It's I like, I know. I, n- I don't know. Not particularly. Said, well, why why are you wearing the jacket? I was like I don't know. They just my parents got me this jacket. I don't know. And, and he's like, well, you know, you should you should be careful about what teams you're representing or something like. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't know what like what did I just walk into? I just came to school. I I didn't want to be cold. I don't know what 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 this is right now. But he you know I I, I he he could be very. Uh, dry, very dry, Uh, but you know, now looking back on it, he had a real sense of humor that I couldn't appreciate at the time.
1: But yes, um, I'm glad that he had the, the class not to fail you, <laughs> so yeah. because the, the the Jets and the Raiders have had some really crazy histories. So mm-hmm. just to borrow from from, I mean, nobody knows rivalries better than hockey fans, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least you weren't wearing a a, a Patriots jacket, <laughs> so I think that would have been cause for, for failure. But well, that anyway, was before I was the American Rhino. So I that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just for your parents out there. Just fair warning. So, for example, if your son or daughter is getting into hockey and he or she may be an Islander fan, do not buy any Devils or Rangers stuff. Okay, just just for that person's sake, you'll you'll do a lot of damage unintentionally. And actually, at that time, the Cowboys
0: were still America's team.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. And okay. I
0: had I had a guy that sat like in front of me in a bunch of classes who was he was like a Cowboys fan and a Bulls fan. He's a real front runner. Like, oh, boy. And uh, I, I, like I said, I wasn't a big football fan at the time, but I knew enough to know that he was really obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, he was, he, was a, he was something of a friend of mine, but he was still pretty obnoxious sports-wise.
1: Yeah, that, that breaks all the rules. Yeah. Of
0: I was a Knicks fan at the time, so the, uh, the Knicks-Bulls thing didn't didn't
1: gel very well. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that you keep your mind sharp. So that's where STEM comes in and future goals, too. So go check that out and uh, make sure that you don't make those same mistakes. And that's what we're here for, too. We, we try and convey the, the uh, trials and tribulations that we've gone through with our lives and make sure that the mistakes aren't repeated through the next generation. So uh, the American Rhino and I, hopefully, if we could spare you youngsters out there any problems or whatever the case is, that would be all the better.
0: Yeah, and actually on the website for this program, which is everfi.com, E-V-E-R-F-I.com, you can go and you can check out all of the uh, the programs here that we've talked about. And so on there, one of the things they have is, uh, you know, NHL luminaries, let's call them, who are kind of explaining the program and, and promoting it. Gary Bettman's there. Boo. Sorry, Habit a bunch of mascots including yeah him he's he's there you know who he is you know who we're talking about i'm not going to talk about him later sorry you can delete the rest of the podcast now if you were waiting for that but so i might as well mention it now gritty's there he's uh, by the way now it now it all kind of we talked in on a previous podcast about how In Gritty's quarter hour of power segment, uh, he was teaching, like, a blackboard lesson on on math, I think it was. So maybe this is what he was working on. Ah. (laughs) He should be a student. He shouldn't be teaching. By the way, if Gritty is teaching you about STEM, you should really get a second opinion. (laughs) Because I don't... He, you know... For all we know, he is teaching like the optimal velocity that a cake should be hurled at. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know what he was blackboarding out there, but
1: I I would take that skeptically. <laughs> How to punch thirteen year olds in the back and get away with it? Right. Yeah. How to steal young goalies' equipment and throw it into the stands? Mm-hmm. Like just, just, just be aware. Just be mindful. <laughs> Spoken like a true father and goalie. Thank you, American Rhino. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, you know, I have a lot of time to be a father now. I'm spending more time with my daughter and, and my wife than than I ever have before being home every day. And, you know, that's obviously that is due to the virus, the pandemic that we are all experiencing And unfortunately, while that is uh, kind of an unexpected silver lining to this whole thing, there are many more unfortunate circumstances which have come about as a result of this. And uh, one of those consequences is that, unfortunately, the ISBHF has canceled all of their events for the 2020 calendar year.
1: Yeah, we kind of... Went with the good news first and the bad news second, but that's absolutely right. And unfortunately, it's really hit home in Newfoundland and Labrador. And we have talked about uh, Labrador and, and Newfoundland many a time on this podcast because it is such a wonderful place for ball hockey. And now that the COVID 19 has halted the rest of the season for the International Street and Ball Hockey Federation, it's really specifically taken down Newfoundland and Labrador because they had at least 17 players affected by this alone Uh, and that's from the various tournaments that they were going to participate in and one of them being for the Czech Republic that was supposed to be held this summer in August that was for the men's and women's masters 40 over championships and then in Switzerland they were going to have the under 18 and under 20 championships and uh to Canada's credit, and you can't imagine that this was an easy decision by any, any stretch of the imagination, but, but even Canada had to be one of the first countries to say, listen, we, we can't do this because safety first, and it's something that they I'm sure they put a lot of thought in and, and made sure that they'd push it back as much as they can, but then they just decided, hey, at this point, let's just make sure everybody's healthy and then we'll, we'll, we'll scratch 2020 for uh, an off year. And then worry about 2021 and and getting back healthy and and getting our lives back in the future. So that's just to give you an idea of of how big an impact it is that Newfoundland that really loves hockey, ball hockey specifically, and gets it probably more than anybody else or arguably more than anybody else in in the world to just say, listen, the uh, ISBHL said that it's too dangerous And we don't want to spread any disease. We want to make sure everybody's okay. And there are bigger problems. So let's just pull the plug on it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's completely understandable. Like we were talking before about how the NHL is going to potentially be able to resume. And, you know, I'm sure it, it wasn't stated because it wasn't part of the article, but I'm sure it's also going to involve a lot of testing And, you know, very tightly controlled player uh, environments, they're basically, I have to assume, going to be in a bubble. They're going to have to be. That's the only way it's going to work for however long they're playing. And, you know, for a professional league like the NHL, they can do that. But for something like this, which is amateur players who are in many cases doing this on their own dime, the logistics just don't support being able to do it. They can't do it safely. So, you know, plus international travel. And uh, yeah, no, that, I mean, unfortunately, it's a reality that even if the major leagues do find a way to stitch together games of some sort under very, very tightly controlled conditions. Most leagues, most amateur or recreational or you know even professional that aren't the top tier leagues, are not going to be able to resume
1: for a long time. No, exactly right, and especially a sport like hockey, if you could spread the disease and it doesn't and it you know in some cases, they say it takes 15 days to show itself that if you're wearing masks and gloves and stuff like that, I mean obviously if you sneeze. That's going to be a way of uh, spreading the disease. I don't know if sweat would do that or, you know, when when you're playing so close to one another. And, you know, Gary and I have been in the locker rooms in hockey. And uh, if you're a player, you definitely know that. Just the all the sweat and all the equipment and all that stuff, just mm-hmm. in a, as an example. And you're on the bench together and you're sharing water bottles and whatever else. So there's a lot of things you don't even realize.
0: I mean, you don't even have to, theoretically, you don't even have to, cont- like, yeah. the way this thing spreads is... I mean, I was going to say it's scary, obviously. Thank you, Captain Obvious. But like you could if if somebody is infected, let's just say some player is infected. He gets checked into the boards. He's some of some droplets of his sweat stay on the boards. And then, you know, like even even. Two days later, th- theoretically, I'm sure they're going to wipe everything down as often as they can with the strongest possible cleaners that they can. But theoretically, two days later, you could have a, a player, a different player checked into that same spot and get infected. Like it, it's it. Yeah. You, you, you cannot take enough precautions with this stuff.
1: No. And as a matter of fact, something else that I just realized, too, because I'm on defense. So I, I wear a mouth guard. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if I get hitting the face where I've, I've been known to block pucks with my face, by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your face, your arms, your legs, your, uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever you, whatever if, you if James to. has a part of
0: his body, he will attempt to block a puck with it. So
1: uh, as the American Rhino pointed out that I'm an amateur, so I, I want to keep my teeth. Uh, I, I, I can't afford the dental work to put new ones in there. Anyway, I didn't even realize that until as, as Gary was talking right now, is that a lot of times I, take that mouth guard out of my mouth while I'm playing and, and Lord knows what my gloves have touched and, and where my stick was and on the ground or whatever the case was, and then put it back in and, and away you go. So that's just another thing that you just, you just don't know. You don't realize that you're touching your, your, you know, your sneakers or you're wiping sweat off your face, you know, so th- that, that's why. So Canada got it right. Uh, unfortunately, so it's just better to be, be cautious and play it safe, and then once we get through this, 2021, we start our lives back up again, hopefully, and nothing like this will ever, ever, ever happen again, so kudos to the uh, ISBHF, unfortunately, for all the players out there, especially those that uh, devoted so much time and effort to make it into these tournaments, because that's what they said in this article too, and this is written by uh, Robin Short, that was uh, released in the telegram.com, that uh, Terry Ryan was a a member of the Nationals team, and um, I believe he was quoted as saying that it's highly disappointing and uh, that the teams that made these rosters, like the under-18 and under-20 teams, the the over-40 teams, men's and women's, and the under-20 girls' teams, All told, from Labrador and and, and Newfoundland, there were at least 17 players that made those teams and and were eligible to play in in the competitions. They sacrificed so much and they earned it, too. They deserve to be there because it is the best of the best. And now, I don't know if they're just going to start from scratch next year or if they're just going to postpone it and and pick up from there. And the other countries, too, that that run them, as we were saying, Switzerland and the Czech Republic... And also, too, that they, uh, this is an annual tournament and, and the Canadian Ball Hockey Association is involved as well. But uh, as they say right now, it was due in the summer. They had to to, to postpone it and, and cancel it for now. And uh, as the quote in this article, the rug has been pulled out on all tournaments in 2020.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, common sense says yes. Obviously that has to happen, but it's not easy to take. And you know, I'm just I'm just a fan. Like for these players who have trained for this for years, in some cases, their whole lives, like I I can't imagine how devastating that must like look, at the end of the day, it's only sports, and there are plenty of things that plenty of people in this country are having to experience that are way more devastating than having to miss out on playing in a tournament, but it, 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 you know, it can't, it can't be easy. It's still not going to make it okay. When you put it in perspective, like you may be able to say as a mature adult, you may be able to say, sure, things could be a lot worse and thank God that this is the worst thing that's happening to me. And, you know, God willing, this is the worst thing that's happening to these people, but like it's, it's,
1: it's gotta be awful. Yeah. Well said. Amen. And then also, too, uh, this is ice hockey, but I just wanted to mention it because Wayne Gretzky was involved in some way, shape, or form. But the uh, Hockey Canada has also canceled the 2020 Helinka-Gretzky Cup. And this is a tournament also that was to be held in the summertime, August 3rd through the 8th, in Edmonton. Also Red Deer, uh, Alberta. But they decided to postpone that, or at least cancel it, too, this year. And those are just two examples of some big time tournaments that the hockey world said it's better to be safe than sorry. And yeah, uh, hopefully that the players involved will have a second chance at that. And, and there's nothing worse than regrets, but these situations and, and the alternatives are just indescribable.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm so sorry. I wish, <laughs> I wish I could be a little more eloquent than that, but really, there's nothing else to say. It is uh, it is what it is. I hate to say it because it's kind of trite and cliche, but that's the world we're living
1: in right now. And we're basically trying to comfort ourselves, too, because <laughs> unlike these uh, out of touch, goofy celebrities, you know, people like Gary and I and, and you, the listener, I'm sure, we are in this together. So there's a lot of us that aren't getting paychecks anymore. There are a lot of us that are sick. There are a lot of us uh, that have been affected by this, that have lost loved ones or at least know people who've had the disease and, and hopefully have overcome it, but it really has affected the entire world and so many things and so many levels. And for sports fans out there like like Gary and I, and, and probably you the listener too, one of the things that we love about sports and watching professional sports is that it's entertainment and it's something to keep us busy. And it's it's fun and enjoyable and we don't even have that as a distraction anymore. So we're watching reruns and, and listening to podcasts and praying and, and, and dreaming of the times when we could get back out there and, and practice and play with our teammates and stuff like that. So, you know, um, in the meantime, we're here to help you in, in any way, shape that we can. And as we've said before, and it bears repeating, thank you to everybody out there that's helping us and getting us through this and sacrificing so much. And once we get through it, Hopefully it's just another lesson learned and something that can be averted.
0: Wait, that that thing you just said about out-of-touch celebrities uh, and us being down to earth, I, I guess I shouldn't post that video of us and all of our hockey
1: friends singing, I'd like to teach the world to sing that we were working on. Well, I mean, just don't show the part where we're in our mansions and, you know, I I don't want anybody to see my Lamborghini in the background either. Yeah.
0: James, I got the perfect shot of me singing on my yacht, dude. Come on. <laughs> you know how many drones I had to array in a ring around my boat in order to get that shot? I mean, I had to hire like professional cinematographers to get that candid shot, James, I can't I, I can't just I mean, obviously, I can afford to just blow it off. Like which what's a few million dollars here and there. But, you know, just from an artistic standpoint, James, my public needs to see that. <laughs> you make a good point. I'm sorry. Come on. They need to know that I'm in this with like we're all going through the same thing they need to know that i'm experiencing this the same way they are james (laughs) my butler can only come in three days a week (laughs) like how do you what kind of animal lives like that
1: i'm sorry i apologize (sighs) i turned into what i was fearing i'm sorry
0: Yeah, try and have a little sympathy, James. Yeah, To the penalty box with me. Yeah. Sick gritty on you. Oh, hey, wait, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Sorry, that was out of line. That was out of line. I didn't, like, I haven't, I haven't had the baked Alaska and the creme brulee for, like, days. I get a little peckish when, you know. (sighs) We'll get through this. Be strong. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> my wife had to prepare her own dinner and mine, oh, no. obviously it was Even the chef. I mean, by prepared, I mean the, the, no, obviously the chef made a bunch of pre-made meals that, that we were able to just heat up and, and have, you know, but, but still James, you know, when that duck all orange isn't fresh, it's just not the same. Have you ever had reheated foie gras, James?
1: No, I haven't. It's a travesty. I don't even know what that is. (sighs) Sounds expensive, though. You know,
0: I almost don't want to take my daily helicopter ride around the city. Like, (laughs) I just... (sighs) I guess this is what what they mean by slumming it. It Yeah, well... This is... is, is... (sighs) We feel your pain. We'll all get through this someday, Jane. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Is that too much? Did I, did, I, did I cross a line there somewhere? No. That <laughs> was very
1: enjoyable okay, and entertaining. Right. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> How do we wrap this up? <laughs> I think you just, you just get the uh, horn out and, and away we go. I think we
0: get the hook out and, and, and away we go. And, you know, that's probably what people are hoping for.
1: I got a good laugh, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Well,
0: uh, if it's horn you want, then horn it shall be, James. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Well, I don't know how, but we, we got to the end. Somehow or other. One way, one way or another. I'm going to end this. It's going to be over, 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 over. Um. Uh, all right. Anyway listener you deserve better than what we've given you but this is all we have so thank you for sticking with us for another week of hit the deck and uh we we hope you will continue to do so we we want to thank you for sticking by us and listening every week and uh, obviously we want to thank Anthony Sajzy for providing us with music and hey We mentioned it before, but it bears repeating. If you have opinions on this podcast, specifically if you want to offer us feedback on how you think a good way to restart an NHL season and playoffs would be, or if you have feedback on any other nonsense that we've spewed here, please, we want to hear from you. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Once again, deck is D-E-K. Hitthedeck at gmail.com. pod on twitter and of course we're at hit the deck on facebook and instagram we want you to 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 reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking just let us know how you're doing like also because we care about you genuinely let us know how you're 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 doing through all this because all kidding aside you know we are all in this together so we want to help each other however we can and support each other however we can so there's that and uh obviously we want you to subscribe i know there's there's a lot of stuff out there and and we're all kind of consuming it at record rates so we want to make sure that we don't get lost in the shuffle we want to make sure that you get this podcast every week when we release a new podcast so please if you haven't already done so subscribe on whatever your podcasting platform of choice is spotify spreaker podbean app android apple podcasts a whole bunch of others whatever if you if you have a preferred podcasting application we're probably there And if we're not, let us know and we'll try and get there. And of course, our newest home is the Socoa Media app. Socoa is S-O-C-C-O-A. Catch us there. Check out not only this podcast, but uh, a bunch of other podcasts produced by fans of sports like James and myself, like we were talking about here at the top of the show. And not just podcasts, but news articles about, you know, There's not a lot of sports going on, but there's still plenty to read about sports. So go check out the Sokoa Media app. And hey, if you do subscribe and you have this podcast on tap, then you will be among the very first perhaps next week to hear some uh, exciting information regarding the Sokoa Media app. So, So come back next week and check that out. James, is
1: there anything else you'd care to add? Yes, thank you, sir. Of course. One more time, just wanted to thank Lou Harverton for uh, joining us last week, and we also appreciate the the plugs that he gave and the honest assessment of this very podcast, so that was very funny and and uh, was well said, too. How honest are we talking about, James? <laughs> when Lou did that, and he did a very great job, too. With we that, can't that afford that to lose Live. too many listeners. No, no, no. That uh, With the support from the, uh, the CSHL and also, too, from the RSHL and Columbus Deck Hockey and, and the DCSH as well, was that uh, Lou just said during the Facebook Live thing was that uh, he talked about us and and he said that we do go on some funny tangents and just kind of stick with us. So I think to me, I think the listener too, if you're still listening, that's probably one of the the, uh, more enjoyable things of this podcast and what separates us from others. So, please spread the word. And if you like it, we, we hope you do anyway. But uh, we appreciate that again. So, when we get out of this mess and we're able to play again, please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH, the DCHL, and Deck Superstars. Please donate to LaGrange Hockey, follow M Power Play, and download that Sokoa Media app, and tell them all hit the deck sent you. Thanks for listening and stay safe, folks.
0: Thank you, James. And as always, dear listener, and especially now, we will thank you to remember that whether you are learning science and math concepts or learning whole new ways to run a sports league, whether you are suffering, crushing disappointment or riding this thing out in the lap of luxury, regardless of where and how you find yourself we will always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey don't be that guy thanks everybody all right welcome blah 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 to the thing and the thing starring me the guy who does that thing